You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams. I'll be your host for the hour. We have, well, we have, it's my favorite show of the year. I can honestly say that. And then we have another second guest who's terrific. But the first guest, Seth Polanski, spokesperson for the World Series of Poker. It may be cold here in New England and across Ohio and Pennsylvania and all across the country where you hear this show. But, man, all my thoughts are on the heat of summer in Las Vegas during the World Series of Poker. We're going to hear all about it from Seth. I can't wait. And then my favorite writer and one of his partners on his new book project will be our guest. Doug Hull and Christian Soto have written a book with James Sweeney called Red Chip Poker, Late Position. And Doug and Christian are joining us. We're going to talk about this book. Uh, And if it's anything like the last book, it will change your game for the better. So stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. The key to winning poker is knowledge, and winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments, whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, BZ.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need.
You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Follow the show on Twitter at HOC Radio. Check raising stupid tourists and picking huge pots off them. Yeah? Stacks and towers of checks I can't even see over. Playing all night, high limit, hold them in the Taj, where the sand turns to gold. Okay, let's go. Don't tease me. Let's play some cards. This is House of Cards Radio with SCLs. They're playing poker! Hey, listeners, welcome back. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, and we have an annual tradition here. I look forward to it immensely for months before we do it, and that is my interview with Seth Polanski, who's the spokesperson for the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas, the biggest poker event of the year, and Seth is with us right now. Welcome, Seth. Ashley, great to be back. How are uh, you doing? I'm doing great, and although it is freezing cold, all I can think of is being out in Las Vegas in the heat of summer being worth it because of the huge event called the World Series of Poker, which I love. And this year is even, from what I've read, even better than last year, which was better than the year before. Why don't you give our listeners an overview of this year's World Series of Poker? First of all, the dates, and then what you're doing. You got it. Well, we got 65 uh, events on tap this year, the most we've had in terms of bracelet events. We start the day after Memorial Day this year, which is May 27th, and we'll run all the way through July 15th uh, when we have our November 9, the final nine players in the main event. And as you may have heard, the winner of this year's main event will be walking away with $10 million. I heard that, and I guess... It brings to mind some questions. I have a lot of guys that we talk about poker and we talk about the World Series. A bunch of questions about that. First of all, with a guaranteed $10 million first place prize, does that mean that you will probably have a steeper uh, payout structure? Or how are you going to do it if you, you know, assuming you don't have the same numbers of people you'd need to normally generate a $10 million prize? How do you adjust the payout so that you can make sure the first place prize is ten million? Well, we have posted online what we how how it impacts things. So we do encourage people wsop.com slash two thousand fourteen. It's your hub to all things World Series of Poker this year, and you also find a payout table. But essentially this the main event has dropped in attendance three years in a row. We're looking to stem the tide on that. And we thought by uh, doing this uh, $10 million for first, we can help do so. Give us a good marketing platform. It's the 10th year of the event taking place at the Rio. We saw 10, 10, 10 and thought, uh, let's do it. And, and basically, we anticipate about 2.7% more to be played to the winner this year of the prize pool than has been in the past. So, yes, we shaved 2.7% from the other 600-plus people who cash typically in the event, um, and that's where it comes from. But our analysis said if we're to drop another 5 to 6% in attendance like we have the past few years, that prize money wouldn't be there to begin with. So taking 2.7%, this is a lot of numbers I'm throwing out there, but is, is less than a 6% drop in prize. So at the end of the day... We think everyone will get as much or more uh, in their pockets 
than they would have under the old scenario because ultimately our goal and our only uh you know, effort here is to drive more people to play in this list, get the people uh, who do it as a bucket list item, get the dormants who haven't been in several years, and get any new players interested in playing this event, making sure that this is the year they come out. Well, I, I think they will. I think you will attract more people because of the guaranteed $10 million, even though the chances of any particular person winning the $10 million prize is rather remote. You have the lottery uh, you know, the huge jackpot effect of people looking at the ultimate prize, being entranced, seeing it as an amazing opportunity, and then uh, taking their shot. What the hell? And I, I have one question related to that and then a bunch of other questions on the other events. But on the main event, I know that really for the first time in the history of the world, there is now legal online poker in Nevada, but also in New Jersey and Delaware. Are you doing any satellites to the main event through these sites, uh, through these legal Internet sites, and how do you think that may affect the field? Yes, absolutely we are. It's the first year we'll be able to do it. We're really excited about it. So Nevada and New Jersey actually launched earlier this month with satellite opportunities for players. And, I mean, here's the tagline they're going with, turn $1 into $10 million. <laughs> Because you can do a satellite uh, for a buck, you know, a step satellite, and get yourself – a seat into the main event, the $10,000 buy-in. You can, you know, essentially win for $1 and then, uh, you know, be the one to, to take $10 million at the end. So it's a great marketing platform for our online portal, and uh, we expect a lot of people to find their way into the World Series of Poker this year via WSOP.com. Remember, you can be in Nevada playing the World Series of Poker in May or June, and uh, play online as well and win your seat in satellites that will run throughout the month of June, uh, for example, uh, while the land-based event is going on because oh, yeah. the online poker is available not just to residents of New Jersey and Nevada, but anyone visiting those states as well. Right, anybody who is physically in Nevada so that I could be there to play in a $1,500 event, and then when I go back to my room, uh, I could play online legally and win a seat in the main event and then convince my wife we've got to move out to Nevada together for a month so that I can do both. Well, you've been trying to convince your wife for several years, and I hope you have more <laughs> luck this year than the past. Uh, I've heard that story before. Yes, actually. I know. Stay tuned. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, professional poker player, author, and host of House of Cards. You can all, wherever you're listening to our show, we're now blanketing the United States. You can send in your questions or comments about the show to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash hocradio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC Radio. Wake up, poker fans! You're listening to House of Cards. (laughs) 
Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Listeners, we're talking, by the way, to Seth Polanski, who's the spokesperson for the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. Tell me if I'm mistaken. I don't have all my figures in front of me, but did you at least slightly contract the length of time that one needs to be out if you're playing in the main event between the start and the dispersal for the uh, November 9, is there some way that you at least by a day or two contracted that length of time? Yeah, you're really only talking eight days now uh, in total duration if you play day 1C of the main event, which is on July 7th this year, and you reach the final table uh, on really the, the 14th. Um, so um, it, it's not such a big commitment. There is an off day in there for you as well uh, between your uh, – day one and day two play. Um, so it's uh, pretty easy now with July 4th holidays and starting on a weekend and overlapping. You, you know, you can miss a week of work, yeah. take that to your vacation week, and, and go from starting the event and reaching the final table all in that duration. I'll tell you, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I know for me that makes a big difference because in the past, of course, there's the realistic deterrent, the chance of actually uh, winning the event or finishing in the final table is minuscule and all that. I mean, that's the person that's doing the analysis seriously. But even for the romantic like me, I could have an excuse that, well, I can't commit three weeks and it's too long. Now, in an eight-day window, that's doable. And I wonder how many people might say, you know what, I haven't done this before, but I'm going to lay down the ten grand." And tried. I think a lot of people will be uh, uh, more likely to come out there for that than they were in the past. But I want to move on from the main event because I have a, a bunch of other things. You also have, I think, for the second year in a row, something that really captures my imagination. And a lot of the guys I talk to are going out for this, which is Millionaire Maker. Tell us about that. Yes, and that really was the impetus for the main event change, by the way, because the Millionaire Maker and his event we created last year, it's simply a $1,500 buy-in event on the opening, opening Saturday of the series, which is on uh, Saturday, uh, May 31st this year. And um, you, you buy in for $1,500, and we're guaranteeing the first-place prize of $1 million. Now, we did this for the first time. We had 6,343 entrants, the most ever <laughs> poker players to sit on one day for a poker tournament in the history of live-based tournament poker. Uh, we did allow one re-entry. We had an 11 a.m. flight and a uh, 5 p.m. flight. So if you busted the A flight, the morning flight, you could re-enter one more time in the evening. So there was an overlap of people. I think we had over 5,000 unique uh, players in this event with about 1,300 um, choosing to fire two bullets in essence. And it, it was so successful, the winner actually walked away with nearly $1.2 million because we shattered uh, all our expectations in terms of uh, prize money in this event. More than $8.5 million was put into this prize pool in the in the one-day starting event at a $1,500 buy-in level. It's unheard of. And, um, you know, our attendance actually went up 86% year over year, which is very hard to do when you have a 3,000-something player field one year to, to go to 6,300. So it was a remarkable success. It brought out people to the event we hadn't seen in years or ever before. 
and it was definitely one of those events circled on the calendar to play, and we expect the same thing to happen uh, with the event this year on May 31st. Is it a three-day event? Uh, it is structured as a three-day event. Uh, it may need to go four depending on the size of the field, um, but we believe it would only go four for the last uh, few people in the event if you got that far, where six figures or more would be at stake. Wow. Hey, very exciting, and uh, I, I know a lot of guys that have never gone out, all they're talking about is how they want to go for the millionaire maker, and I say uh, God bless you, go out there and do it. And I'm, I'm actually thinking I may go out there for that as well. Um, you know what? I think everyone, it, it was one of the most, my favorite moments of the year. The atmosphere was terrific. I mean, it was just, even if you have a little longer lines, even the buzz was electric. The atmosphere was crazy. And uh, I just think it's an enjoyable event for people to pay, play in, whether they cast or not, ultimately. Yep, I agree. Now, you also have something a bone for those of us who like the traditional, you have something called dealer's choice. Tell us about that. And I think it's the first time you've offered it, right? Yeah, it's a brand new event as well. We always like to throw in a few new wrinkles each year. And uh, the question here was whether to call it dealer's choice or player's choice, because ultimately it's the players going to decide what games are being dealt at their table in this event. But it is the good old fashioned dealer's choice game that you play in, in home games uh, around the kitchen table, in essence, we've put 16 different games into the structure where you can choose uh, amongst them. And uh, every orbit, it's a six-handed event, uh, the new dealer gets to decide what game is played for uh, the next six rounds. So uh, it'll be a very fun event. It's a $1,500 buy-in. Um, there's the Badoogie and Badoosey and some uh, games you don't typically find at the WSOP, as well as the ones you normally would. So at the end of the day, this is a, a nice entry point event to give people who uh, like to play things other than No Limit Hold'em a good fun time doing so. I had a question about that. In fact, we have a running debate. Um, since the dealer's events, the dealer's choice events include games that some of us have never played. I mean, a fairly large percentage of people have never played Bidusi or Badugi. Um, what to what level will the dealer, the physical dealer from the house, explain the game, if at all? I mean, are the dealers going to be given instructions? You're not allowed to tell anybody what how the game is played ahead of time. That will slow the game. What kind of rules are you going to have about that? Yeah, I mean, I think the dealer will act as they typically do in events where they're not there to educate, but they're there to clarify the betting and make sure the right bets are done and, and the right rules are adhered to. So I think uh, you should have knowledge of the games. And remember, it's six hands. So at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable with the game, you can see a scenario where you just don't play pots for six hands. It's not uh, that lengthy or that punitive. Right. Um, with you. Obviously, um, if you get to a scenario um, where it becomes recognizable and you're short stacked and, and that's the case, it's not <laughs> ideal and right. players may pick on you because of it. So you should probably brush up and at least have a <laughs> general understanding of the game. But the funny thing is, some of these games are not so complicated, like Raz and other things. You know, how hard is it to know how to have the worst hand? Right, absolutely right. I guess, are all the games going to be spread with the same format of blinds and then eventually antes, or are you going to follow the traditional stud uh, 
rules when it comes to forced bets and antes, but Hold'em will be played with uh, blinds. How is that going to work? Yeah, I mean, the structure sheet is up that goes into all those details. I won't uh, bore you with, with everything involved, but it's pretty uh, spelled out. You know, it varies by game type, and the, and the traditional rules apply to, e- to each game. Okay. Uh, at the end of the day, my biggest concern about this game, I think it's going to be one of the most fun events that people participate in the summer. I hope our dealers can deal all 16 games properly and effectively because that sometimes is a challenge because we think this will be the most highly played, uh, largest field size for a mixed event possibly ever at the World Series of Poker. Uh, I can't wait. Um, We only have a couple minutes left. I had three other things I wanted to ask you about. First of all, you're having the big drop uh, event again, the million-dollar event. Do you have any people that are already signed up for it? Um, and if so, how many? Uh, it's a good question. Actually, we're close to announcing some of that. Oh, we have plenty of people signed up. In fact, I'll break the news exclusively to you, Ashley, that uh, we already have enough to make sure it qualifies as an official uh, sanctioned bracelet event. Like We put in the rules when this event first debuted in 2012 that we wanted 22 players in the event, which was the magical number that Doyle Brunson beat to win his first main event championship in 1978. That's sort of the benchmark to make it a bracelet event. I can tell you we have uh, already that many uh, confirmed to play again, and we will be releasing names and details uh, shortly on that. That's good. you got to add my name because Doug and Dave Weishaddle, my producers, have agreed to buy my way into that tournament, um, and I really appreciate it, guys, and I look forward to competing. Because that's going to be a great uh, actually, I have bad news. I have bad news. That's true. They did do that, but your wife has got involved here, and she uh, now has the money. Oh no! And yes, I'll so. have to just play in the little drop, Correct. which you also have, right? That'll be back July second and third. One thousand one hundred eleven bucks. Fantastic. Two other quick things. First, tell us about rooms. Do you do you have a discount rate like you had last year that was unbelievably cheap to stay at the Rio or one of the Caesars properties? Absolutely do. WSOP.com slash reservations will give you a myriad of options of all the Caesars Entertainment properties, including the host property, the Rio, that have rates starting, I believe, as low as 65 bucks oh. a, a night. You can't afford not to stay. Correct. And then the final thing, tell our listeners about the non-bracelet events that you're going to have. Yeah, so the other big thing that's grown, and uh, we, we had over uh, 30,000 entries alone in our daily deep stack events, which are three times daily at 2 p.m., 6 p.m., and 10 p.m., tournaments that sort of mimic the World Series of Poker but are structured to be over within a day. So um, they're, they're deep stacked, uh, $200 buy-ins, $185 buy-in, $135 buy-in, low entry points, no bracelets are awarded or anything like that, but you can play in the tournament rooms that the World Series of Poker takes place in. And basically, we had guys putting in $235 buy-in, and 12 hours later, they're winning $70,000. So these are great uh, opportunities for players as well with a a more limited bankroll to test themselves in. And then, of course, we have over 90 tables of cash game action, if you prefer just to play cash games, and, of course, a myriad of satellites, both single table and mega satellites, et cetera. So there really is the World Series of Poker. One misnomer that's important to get out there is this event is for everyone. Whatever your bankroll, whatever your skill level, you should come participate. We guarantee you there will be something for you 
that will be at your level that you'll enjoy and have fun at, and there's plenty of ways to get involved. Well, I can testify to that. I love the World Series of Poker. To me, it is a combination of the World Series uh, and the biggest convention of poker players in the history of the world. I love it, and I love talking to you, Seth. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing you out in Las Vegas this summer. My pleasure. Thanks, Ashley. We'll see you out here soon. Listeners, that was Seth Polanski, the spokesperson for the World Series of Poker, an event that speaks for itself, and uh, a great, great event. We'll be back after a quick break. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey. Call or text the show at 609-474-4627. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. 
Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you consent to having your message played on the air. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gaming Report for the week of March 24th, 2014. MGM's Mandalay Bay Resort Las Vegas has agreed to pay a half-million-dollar fine after it was discovered that its employees provided prostitutes and drugs to undercover cops. The Nevada Gaming Control Board filed the proposed settlement last week and received approval by the State Gaming Commission. MGM did not contest the findings and stated that the employees involved in the activities have been fired. The proposed Mohegan Sun Casino at Suffolk Down Racetrack in Revere, Massachusetts is facing a potential setback. The Massachusetts Historical Commission has raised an issue with the casino plan to demolish a barn and stables and rebuild them on another part of the property, which is currently the site of a group of buildings considered historic landmarks. This would mean that the developers would have to find a way to mitigate the potential damage in order for the project to proceed. And finally, with the expansion of gambling in Ohio, has come another strange expansion. The Cleveland Plain Dealer has reported that nearly 750 gamblers from 11 states and Ontario have voluntarily placed themselves on the Do Not Play list to prevent them from playing at Ohio casinos. Under state regulation, people can ban themselves for a year, five years, or for life. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great Moments in History. In 1591, Sir Walter Raleigh was in prison in the Tower of London for insulting Queen Elizabeth I. I too can command the wind, sir! I have a hurricane in me that will strip spring bare if you dare to try me! Well, I'd love to stay in Chad, but you're a total bitch. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to houseofcardsradio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Quiet, young man. Can't you see we're having a poker game? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Um, If you've been listening to this show, then you know that there are a few writers that I am very, very big on. And one of them uh, wrote a book that I reviewed very positively, both on Amazon and then on this show. And I had him on uh, Poker Plays That You Can Use. His name is Doug Hull. He's written another book, and I hope he writes a bunch more. Uh, This book is called Red Chip Poker late position. He's written it with a couple of other people, James Sweeney and Christian Soto. Christian is going to be joining us as well as Doug. 
Um, you should know that Doug is from the Ed Miller School of Poker Writing, which stresses aggressive play. And I got to be honest, it has changed my game for the better. And I will also be honest, I am doing a disservice to some extent to good players everywhere because this will change and has already changed the nature of poker in a lot of poker rooms when people read his stuff uh, and become more aggressive. It makes the games tougher, which is a credit to him, but it also recognizes the reality that is is a tougher game to play when everybody plays like Doug Hull writes about. So without any further ado, uh, let me introduce Doug and Christian. Welcome to the show. Yeah, well, you know, it's a little tough to do remote interviews when two people are on because nobody really knows who's talking, but we're going to try to do it as best we can. Will one of you explain uh, what this book purports to do? Why did you write it, and what does it try to do? So uh, what this was was a um, basically a continuation of poker plays you can use. Any of the chapters that were in here uh, could have fit just as well into the prior book that you were just talking about. And so I was trying to work with some new guys, Christian and James, and we wanted to get a lower price point book. So that's why this is a significantly shorter book, so that we could get more hands out, and that way we would be able to release more regularly. Okay, fair enough. Um, Doug, we know, came from the uh, Ed Miller School, literally was tutored by Ed. And Christian, I don't know your name. Tell us your background as a player and why you felt um, that you could help in this project. Well, I'm more of an online-based player, so most of my most of my background comes from online. And the difference between this book and Doug's older book uh, was that we gave more of an online feel to this. So we kind of tried to merge the live and online scene and give like a really nice in-between setting for all the readers. But, okay, good. I appreciate that. But tell us your background as a player, where you've played, um, oh, okay. and what your qualifications are to help write a book. Perfect, perfect. Uh, well, I've been playing live, uh, mostly underground, uh, New York City games, and I'm a regular at Borgata. I play all the way from 2 five, five ten, and a little bit of 10 and a quarter. So that's basically where I've been, I've been grinding my teeth this whole time. And how did you meet each other? But I, met, we? Uh, I met Doug through James. Uh, Doug, and, Doug and James had a relationship, and then that's how I got in touch with Doug. Fair enough. Okay, so tell us in a little bit more detail, uh, other than the fact that this could be part of the original book, Poker Plays You Could Use, and that you're looking for a lower price point and therefore put out a smaller book, what does it do? What is it going to help me do? So what we were focusing on is uh, a lot of, well, only hands that are played in late position. Late position is definitely where you want to be, uh, just in general, of course. But it also allows for more creative lines because you have position on people. So that's what we were focusing on is these late position hands that can be more exciting because, you don't just have to wait for a good hand when, when you're on the butt. So it's primarily uh, late position, the 8, 9, and 10 seat? Exactly right. And it applies to brick and mortar as well as online, or is it really only geared for online play? 
The um, oh. these were all played in brick and mortar uh, settings. So all these hands, one of the three of us played. The reason that we feel this one has a little bit more of a online feel to it is because of their background. And so they, uh, James and Christian, bring to it more of the um, mathematical side, like fold equity and so on. So maybe Christian can explain the king-queen suited short stack shove. Okay, the king-queen suited short stack. It sounds like a dance, but the king-queen suited short stack shove. Christian, well, you're that, on. Hand, that was a specifically split hand, but I could go through it real quick. Go, th- um, go through it much. not real quick. Go through it as if somebody is not at all familiar with it so that they can really absorb it. Take your time. Sure. Uh, let me just flip through this. Sorry. I'm a little bit off guard. Uh, well, this is pretty much, uh, it, it was a, everybody limps. Uh, I'm pretty sure it goes like four-way limp, and then uh, James at the time limped from late position, which is, like, not normal for him. But he started the hand, like, with a short stack, and then uh, somebody opens, a very aggro player opens, and then uh, one player calls, and then he ships it. And it's not like a standard play to ship with king-queen there, but we break down. Is ship the same as shove? Excuse me? Is ship the same as yeah, shove? Yeah, yeah, ship is the same as shove, sorry. Yeah, so he, he, he shows, and then we break down the fold equity and how much equity he has and what assumptions we need to make for that to be profitable. So you're so looking this, this at one, whether his shove made sense uh, based on what? Based on the his opponent's range and the limping range of his other opponent. Okay. So given, yeah, given all that, we, we find out that his shove is profitable. All right, well, I want you to explain to a listener who knows something about poker but is not as facile with the terminology as you or even I am. Um, first of all, are we talking about a 10-person game or a six-person game or something in between? No, yeah, these are live games, so they're all like either nine or ten. Okay, so let's say it's a 10-person game, and we're talking one, two, two, five, what? Yeah, and this well, game this was... This was... Okay, so yeah, this was a 1-2 game, and the key concept of this was that we sat down at the table, purposely short-stacked because we uh, were new to the table and wanted to find out what was going on. We quickly found that a guy to our left is the guy that is raising every hand that he comes in on, and you know, the table maniac. Okay. And so a lot of times people, when, when this guy is at their table want to wait until they've got a big pocket pair right. and check raise shove on them. Right. Exactly. And that, that seems very reasonable. But what these guys helped me even figure out is that even with a hand like King Queen suited, you can make that shove and it's profitable. And so normally we just don't limp as a general rule, but knowing that there were already a couple of limpers in there that this loose, aggressive maniac was always going to raise, that we would get all the limpers were going to call that raise that we totally expected, and then we would have just over a pot-sized shove when it came back to us. And so we figured out that all the limpers were going to donate all that 
dead money and never call our shove. Okay, so let's so just look that, at the specifics. That was our idea. So it's a one-two game. One-two. One person calls for two. Another person calls for two. Another person calls for two, and it's to your guy, James. James, right. uncharacteristically, but deliberately to try to exploit the maniac to his left and the limpers to his right, calls for two. Sure enough, yep. true to form, the maniac raises to what? Makes it 20? Makes it 15? What? Well, yeah, it was, he, makes 12. It, he makes it 12. He it's makes it important. 12. Yeah, okay. it's also important to note that James didn't start the hand with a full stack. He started this hand with a hundred. Okay, got yeah. it. Yep, that's right. Very important. I'm glad you pointed that out. You pointed it out before. I should have reiterated it. He has a hundred, yeah. um, but and the other people, the maniac has him stacked, presumably. Um, so he has a hundred dollar effective stack as well, and he makes it twelve. And the limpers call the twelve because they're limpers. And then the question okay. is, does James with his king queen have adequate uh, equity by shoving based on the calls for $12 and the likelihood that the maniac has either what his range is. And so you've presumed that because he's a maniac, he has a huge range that includes enough hands that are not as strong as King Queen to make the shove for another uh, $98 or so make sense. Is that right? Right. And exactly. sure enough, true to form, just to carry it out. Um, I'm just curious if you did carry it out, other than just figuring out the what the range was and what the equity was. Did you actually carry out what happened in the hand? Did the maniac fold? Did the maniac call? And did they show down? What happened? No, everybody folded, thankfully. Everybody folded. Well, not necessarily thankfully, because you might want the maniac who's a, a maniac to call with – the you know the large part of his range that's worse than king queen right uh, i mean we don't expect him to call okay. that often with like dominated hands like it's, it's really hard for him to have much worse than king queen and call so we expect the the thing is we expect a lot of folds right. which is which is good and and we, even when we don't get folds we have okay equity to to make the show okay very good okay that's a good example of which you couldn't do from early position because in early position you don't have the benefit of seeing what the people who limped in this hand do until you call. And you don't get to, right? I mean, you're, you're advantaged because you're late in the game. Although James is not after the maniac. He's That's true, right. But it was still he was in late enough position that we could get the limpers to come in, donate, you know, each of them donates their $12 in money they're going to forfeit. Right. And also yep. there's not the risk that any of them have a hand that's likely to be better because they would be raising uh, if their range was better, right? So they're they're not likely to have – I mean, if you put them on, well, they only would make this move if they had uh, a medium-sized pair or – Ace King, then this this move doesn't make sense because they might very well be in the hand with a stronger hand than King Queen. But because you saw them limp, you're going to put them on a lower range, or their range is going to include a lot of bad hands and not a lot of top quality hands, or they would have raised themselves. Right? Am I reading that right? Agreed. Yes, you are. Okay. Yep. 
and occasionally they will fold better. Like occasionally it will get folds from like pocket seven, ace nine offsuit, et cetera. Very interesting. So when is your book hitting the book stands? It's been out for about a month. And is Barnes and Noble carrying it? Oh, we uh, we don't get carried in uh, brick and mortar stores. So uh, we are on Amazon, but we actually prefer people come buy it from redchippoker.com. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to. And by the way, we're talking to Doug Hull and Christian Soto, who are co-authors with James Sweeney of Red Chip Poker Late Position, redchippoker.com, um, and they would get it through you at amazon.com. Very yeah, good. You could buy it either place. Very good. Well, Listen, guys, I'm glad you came on, and I'm looking forward to reading the book in its entirety when you send it to me. I will. Thank you. So. All right. All right, guys, take care. That's Doug Hull and Christian Soto. We're going to be back after a quick break. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to BZ.com. BZ is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75 85 and 99% off retail. Go to BZ.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to BZ.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. BZ.com. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards hotline. Available 24 hours a day. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. That's right. You may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation and study-related care from a local doctor at no cost. Health insurance not required. If you or a loved one have been diagnosed with arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and are interested 
interested in learning more about these studies, please call toll-free 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. We are looking to connect you to no-cost clinical research studies that are testing new treatments for a variety of conditions. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Remember, health insurance is not required. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 855-912-7246. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Here's the wonderful Joan Rivers with her thoughts on poker players. And your people, you give money with blood on it. I met your people in Vegas for 40 years. None of them have last names. None of them. They have cash fulls of You're a poker player. A poker player. That's, That's awesome. beyond white trash. Poker players oh, are poker the most players. awesome people poker in the world. Poker players are trash, darling. Trash. House of Cards, proudly serving your white trash needs since 2007. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to the Mailbag segment of House of Cards when I am joined by my very handsome producer, Dave Weishattle. Dave, what do we have for our Mailbag segment this time? Well, apparently spring is in the air because I've gotten a bunch of questions. I want to credit some of the guys. Uh, Len from Sharon, PA, Jackie from Kingsbury, Nevada, and Mark from Mays Landing, New Jersey. And they basically all had the same question. Now that spring is here, there's uh, they want to know what poker tournaments are out there for the spring. Any poker tournaments you recommend, and any poker tournaments that you're going to? Uh, first of all, as far as poker tournaments that I recommend, I don't know any off the top of my head. There are lots. I mean, the Borgata has them. Uh, Binions has tournaments. They got them in Mississippi. They got them all over California. I just don't know off the top of my head. Best thing they could do is go to pokerplayernewspaper.com okay. and check the tournament listing section. They have the daily tournaments, the weekly tournaments, and they have a section that has all the major tournaments. So they can do that. They can also, I mean, I don't mean to be biased in favor of my employer. They could check out cardplayer.com, bluff.com, any of the magazines list the major tournaments. I am not playing in any of them. I am doing poker travel. Okay. Um, I'm going, well, when this show will be broadcast, I will have (laughs) gone down for a weekend just at Maryland Live. I have a daughter in Mm D.C. My wife and I went down to visit her, and I played no poker whatsoever. But I said to myself. Amazing restraint. I know. Wow. Good for you. Wow. Even my (laughs) wife, she said, well, I guess you'll be leaving us uh, at the end of dinner to go play poker. I said, no, 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 no. I'm just doing, I'm just here for you. And, uh, but I did book another trip. (laughs) That's just for me playing poker. I told my daughter and her boyfriend, they're welcome to come up to um, Arundel Mills Mm -hmm. and join me for dinner. Now, how how close is that to uh, D.C.? Really close. Really? 35 minutes away. I mean, I say really close. It's. It used to be six hours from D.C. to the nearest legal poker game. You'd have to go to Atlantic City. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Six hours. Wow. Then, of course, they, they you know, Charlestown Casino opened, but the uh, rake there was always very high. And now Rundle Mills is 35 minutes away. So I'm going to spend the weekend there, Saturday, Sunday, fly home early Monday morning, 
And then on June 8th, I'm flying to Minneapolis, and I'll play poker at uh, Canterbury Park, uh, and I'll watch my nephew graduate from high school. Is that a racetrack, too? Yes, it is. Wonderful racetrack. Plus, uh, Running Aces Mm -hmm. is a harness track uh, north of Minneapolis. I may go up there. I love that place. They have the best comps. They have very good food. And they have a great, shiny, new uh, racetrack. Well, shiny, new. It's been there for three and a half, four years. But it's great harness racing. So it's everything I like. And you're kind of a horse racing I come from a horse racing background. My, <laughs> my father, uh, Bill, and his brother, Mike, own a bunch of horses uh, that race up at Saratoga, the harness track. And then they also race at Vernon Downs. And uh, I grew up going to Saratoga as a kid to their half-mile track watching uh, Trotters and Pacers. And betting on them, learning how to bet, learning all about the different kinds of exotics that you can bet and how to, you know, wheel this thing and you put the this with the that and the this one without <laughs> that one and, the, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, you, you mentioned you went to Maryland Live before and I, I never, you know, got into it with you, you know, talking about the rake and how, how it was down well, there. Well, Maryland Live, it, it has a high rake, but not Is as it? high as some. It's uh, five bucks maximum. Okay. Ten percent up to five, which... Uh, I really don't like, but it's not as bad as some that rake six. Um, what I like about Maryland Live and that what makes it, I think, one of the two or three best rooms to play in in the country is the action. Uh, the area, the D.C., greater D.C., Baltimore area, has had a, you know, no poker, no public poker rooms for a long, long time. So all these people with money and it's all been pent up and they're spending it. For the first time. So you still have a lot of bad, I say bad, casual, uh, fun-loving poker players as opposed to just serious grinders like me. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of money to be won, and I want to take advantage of it while the going is good. I, I think Horseshoe is opening up pretty soon there, too, isn't it? Around that area? Yes, they're opening up uh, closer to D.C. And okay. there's also uh, a Hollywood up north of Baltimore. But this is the poker room. This yeah, is 54 yeah. tables. Uh, the only problem is, and in fact, it's going to be a, uh, exacerbated the weekend I'm there, is that the uh, the action is so big. There's so many players you can't get on a table for hours. Oh, the big wait or oh, long three hours, four hours is not uncommon for many of the games. And this weekend is a big tournament weekend. It's going to be televised. It's um, Poker in America tour or something okay. like that. There you go. There's your big spring tournament for the people who ask the question. That's right. (laughs) Inadvertently, you answered it. But I'm not playing in it. I'll be there. But the problem is uh, twofold. First of all, when you have a big tournament and you have limited number of tables, it's not like Maryland Live has a whole tournament room. They're going to be taking many of the cash game tables and converting them for the tournament. At least that's what I imagine. So that reduces the number of tables. And you have all the tournament players coming to play in the tournament, and when they get knocked out or when they're there waiting for their friend to get knocked out, they're going to be playing okay. cash, which just exacerbates the weight. So my flight arrives at 11.45 in the morning. I'm going to go right over on a Saturday morning and hope that I can get on a table, but I'll just wait. I'll bring a book and wait and wait and wait and put my name on the you know, the 1-2, the 2-5, 5-10, and everything in between. Amazing. How close is Delaware Park to that? Uh, well, Delaware Park, you got to go all the way up to Wilmingham yeah. and then down. So it's, uh, I would guess it's uh, two hours. Is it really? I yeah. would guess, yeah. And uh, Delaware Park actually was affected by the weather. They closed okay. uh, for some days because of the storms. 
Um, they're a great room, too, but yeah. they're yeah. not Maryland Live. They're not as big. They're not as crowded, and they have competition in the area that's drawn players for at least now three and a half years uh, to three rooms in the area as opposed to Maryland Live, which is really the only room, the big room. Uh, so the action's still sick. Okay. Atlantic City is terrified of that place. That is just yeah. You mentioned anyone Maryland Live to anyone in Atlantic City, it's like you stab them in the heart. It's, 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 well, Atlantic City yeah. has just gotten so many so many uh, blows. Yeah. I mean, yeah. first they had to withstand the the uh, Delaware rooms, and then they had to withstand the Pennsylvania rooms, and now Maryland, and before too long, probably. Uh, New York and yeah. Massachusetts, it's going to be very tough. I mean, who's going to be going to Atlantic City well, anymore? Leads into my next question. When is enough enough? I mean, last week there, there's going to be a new one in Philadelphia. There's proposals for in New Jersey for the Meadowlands, for Trenton, and for Camden to get a casino. Yeah. I mean, is this is Well, and let's not forget yeah. that and New Jersey just opened up online. Online, yeah. yeah. So... There and is, Pennsylvania's thinking about online. So it doesn't make sense for them not to. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how much money there is, but uh, I want a piece of it, which is why I'm going to Maryland. Of course, my friends will say, why are you bothering to go to Maryland Live and pay $300 for transportation and a room and a rental car when you could just go to Foxwoods relatively for free and there's great action at Foxwoods or Mohegan Sun? So I don't know. A lot of poker, a lot of places to go. A great poker and you're spending time with your daughter. That's, That's why you're There you go. Uh, That'll be it for this week, listeners. Come back next week. Until then, good day and good luck. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.